Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Man, that was another tough loss for the Bulls on Monday night to a bad Washington Wizards team. Final score, 105-101. to And the Bulls are back at it tonight, Wednesday, against the New Orleans Pelicans at the United Center. There's a lot going on with the Bulls and a lot of questions that will need to be answered. We'll answer them all here on the Believe in Bulls podcast, on the Believe Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick Schultz. Great to be back with you again for Episode 3. There is one talking point that I will get to today that has come up in all three episodes of the show, but... It's a little more amplified tonight with the Pelicans coming into town, if you know where I'm going. In the last week since the last show, the Bulls are 1-3 and against the Orlando Magic, New York Knicks, and Washington Wizards. All of those losses were by four points. They were all winnable games. That Wizards game on Monday, though, they were four-and-a-half-point favorites and still lost. But, man, that's a bad Wizards team, and there are more questions now than there have been in the last couple weeks, especially now that Lowry Markkinen is hurt. Sprained a shoulder against the Magic February 5th. He is out two to four weeks. That's another injury for Lowry Markin, and we'll talk about how that translates to the rest of the team. But the fact that they lost these games by four points, I mean, all three losses in the last week have been by four points. They were winnable games, too. What does this say about this Bulls team? Are they close? I keep talking about how they're a playoff team, and when I say they're a playoff team, I mean eighth seed in the East, Playoff team, I always throw out that disclaimer because I'm not talking a number three seed. I'm literally talking the last playoff spot in the East. What do these losses say? How close are they? The Wizards' loss, again, like I said, was bad. They should have beaten the Knicks. That's no question. They should have beaten the Magic game one. They dismantled them in game two. But game one, they probably shouldn't have lost that one. We have to take into consideration here. This team is not fully healthy. They're still without Wendell Carter Jr., who should be coming back within the next couple weeks. 
after a deep quad bruise he suffered in practice after a collision with Denzel Valentine. Otto Porter's back is acting up again. So whenever his back's acting up, you always worry because Otto Porter has had back problems in the past. And with now Lowry Markkinen out with his shoulder injury, that's three big pieces to this team. And on top of that, Billy Donovan in the pregame press conference before the Wizards game on Monday talked about Chandler Hutchison. He wasn't asked about it. He wanted to get out in front of it because Hutch has been on the bench. He hasn't seen a lot of minutes. And Billy Donovan knew he was going to get questions about it. So here's what he had to say about Chandler Hutchison's availability going forward. The other piece of it is, um, you know, Chandler Hutchinson right now is um, dealing with some personal issues. So he will be out. Um, he, he's not going to play. He and I have had a discussion the other day uh, in Orlando, and we talked a little bit there. And then we had a chance to talk when we got back here to Chicago. Um, I can't really talk any more about it. Um, the conversations I've had with him have been absolutely terrific. I give him a lot of credit. He's handled himself like a complete pro, but right now there's some things he needs to focus on personally, and that's where his attention's at. I don't know how long he'll be out. I don't have a timetable for that, uh, but I just wanted to people know, like if he's not at, out there, he's probably going to be on our bench. You know, he certainly wants to be part of the group. Um, and while he's on the bench, I just didn't want people to say, you know, why is this guy just not playing? You know, what's the reason? So I just thought, you know, I would at least let you know what's going on with him um, instead of maybe being asked about it. That clip, by the way, courtesy of at Chicago Bulls on Twitter and Periscope. First of all, before we get to anything else, I hope everything's okay. That's got to be the primary concern here. Obviously, people want to know what's going on, but when it comes to personal issues like this, you hope everything's okay. That's the number one concern, especially in these times with the pandemic and everything going on. But that's not great, hearing that that's another player out of the rotation. That leaves four guys down with injuries or, in Chandler Hutchison's case, a personal issue. With that Wizards game, and this this one kind of amplifies it because that game, that, that Wizards team's just not good. Do the Bulls need a closer? And when I say a closer, do, you need, do they need someone who can come in late in games and be clutch every time, make the big shots. I feel like Zach Levine can do that when he wants to do that. And when I say when he wants to do that, I don't mean he picks and chooses when he makes those shots. I'm saying when he wants to, as in when he makes smart shot selections, when he's not trying to force shots, when he's not trying to do everything by himself. Because it seems like he presses sometimes. That last shot, when he went up for the layup against Alex Len and was complaining for a foul, the replay, I didn't think it was a foul. The last two-minute report confirmed it wasn't a foul. Zach needed to go to the hoop stronger, go through the contact. That's the biggest thing. When he went away from the contact, he lost any chance of a foul being called because he was going away from the contact. He has to go through the contact to the rim, and he didn't do that. And I'm not sure if he was trying to get fouled or if he thought, I, I seemed like he thought he got fouled, but he needed to go stronger to make that layup. Because when it rimmed out and Bradley Beal got that ball, got the rebound and fouled, I mean, that was the game. That was the shot. He had a good look. He just needed to go a little stronger. And I feel like that comes down to experience in a way with closing games. But everybody talks about, including me, that... Zach Levine is not a number one guy. I agree with that. I don't think Zach is 
a number one guy on any team in the NBA that's a contender, at least not yet. He's still relatively young, so there's still time. But as we sit here now, I don't think he's the number one guy. But on the other side of the coin, I talked about needing a closer, a guy who can close out big games. Will Purdue, on the NBC Sports Chicago postgame live, brought up this point as they were going to break about how Zach Levine puts these big performances together and the Bulls still lose because he needs help. And that's not a knock on Zach. I want to be very clear. That's just the reality. If he's going to be the guy on this team, he needs help. Here's what Will Purdue had to say with Jason Goff on the postgame show. In that game, Zach was like, I need a running mate. This is when Lowry was struggling, and all of a sudden Kobe White became that guy down the stretch. Is he going to take some urging maybe from his teammates to say, you know what, the game's going to teach you, but right now we need you to score because we got too many guys out. I, I think so. I mean, they're in a position where Zach needs help. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it because we're, it's, as it looks right now, for them to win, Zach's got to score 40 a night, and that's not efficiency. That clip courtesy of my guys at NBC Sports Chicago and NBCS Bulls on Twitter. So, again, I go back to my question. Do the Bulls need a closer, or does Zach just need help? It's a little bit of both. It goes back to the health. If Lowry Markkinen doesn't get hurt, the Bulls win that first game in Orlando. I think that's safe to say. Lowry Markkinen has looked really good this year when he's healthy. So when he went down, that changed that game entirely. So health is a big factor here. And you heard the rotational guys that are out. Wendell Carter, Otto Porter Jr., Lowry Markkinen, and Chandler Hutchison all out. So, yeah, that doesn't help. There needs to be one more guy. Is there somebody on the roster who can help out Zach Levine? Could it be Kobe White? Yes. But Kobe has disappointed this year. I I think I'm not saying anything out of line when I say that. I think Kobe has disappointed this year. He's trying to facilitate because Billy Donovan wants to use him as a true point guard. That's why he was drafted by Gar Foreman and John Paxson was that he want, they wanted him to be a true point guard. And I, I get that sentiment. That's great. But he's not a true point guard. He needs to be a score first guard. He's trying to be a pass first guard, and it's affecting his shooting. That's why I keep saying they need a true point guard. So could Kobe White be that guy? Feasibly. Could Patrick Williams turn into that guy? The kids look good. The last few games, he had a coming out party in Orlando. He had 20 points in game one, a double-double in game two. Looked solid against the Wizards the other day. I think he had 10 points in that one. Could he be that guy? It's tough to count on a rookie. And even Kobe White. It's tough to count on a guy who's 20 years old. It's a young team. They're going to have these little spurts. But Zach needs help. This team looks like it's ready to contend for a playoff spot. They need one more guy. So is he on the roster? No. Do I have a name? Not really sure. There's a lot of trade rumors going around right now. And as I teased at the beginning of the show, third episode of the pod, third straight episode, we're talking about Lonzo Ball. Which, Lonzo's coming to town tonight. Again, when the Pelicans come to the United Center, Lonzo Ball is going to be playing. At least as of right now, I haven't heard anything if he's going to be out resting or anything. So barring the unforeseen, Lonzo Ball is going to be playing today. So his his rumors, the rumors about Lonzo Ball have been flying around now for weeks, and they have been for a while. But now you're seeing more about the Bulls could be the top landing spot for Lonzo Ball. The Action Network was reporting that one. 
but he's not a closer. If the Bulls want a closer, Lonzo Ball is not the answer. He'd be the answer. He'd be the perfect fit for a true point guard, a pass-first guard who can let Kobe score at will, let Zach score at will, maybe create plays for Patrick Williams, but he's not a closer. Who's available? Well, I was doing some research, and one of the names I saw come across my Google was Kyle Lowry. And I thought that was really interesting. Here, it was in Bleacher Report that I saw a headline that said, Are Kyle Lowry and the Toronto Raptors headed for a divorce? He's the third leading scorer on the team. And I'm going to read a little bit here. The Raptors, who still roster seven players from that 2018-19 title team, stand only 10-13 and 13 after a dreadful 2-8 start. Toronto never panicked, especially as four of those first eight losses were by five points or fewer. Nick Nurse's staff has developed rotation pieces in Yuta Watanabe and DeAndre Bembry of late, but the Raptors feel far removed from the Eastern Conference elites. None of Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Boston would enjoy facing this current Toronto iteration as a low-seeded first-round opponent, but they wouldn't exactly fear them either. And I scroll down a little bit. It may be that Lowry who's a free agent after this season, is the best trade chip for the Raptors' front office. He remains their third-leading scorer, top creator, and a lethal three-point shooter, but his expansive role inevitably caps everyone else's. The Raptors just committed $85 million over four years to retain Fred Van Vliet as the franchise's long-term ball handler. If his 2019 finals performance and 54-point outburst last week in Orlando were any indication, he's capable of handling full-time creation abilities. Of course, he still benefits from Lowry's own playmaking, but Toronto drafted another crafty combo guard, Malachi Flynn, with the 29th pick in November for a reason. So that's interesting. Coming out of Toronto, could Kyle Lowry be available? And if so, could the Bulls make a run at him? This is all hypothetical. There is nothing connecting these. There is nothing connecting the Bulls and Kyle Lowry. But for discussion's sake, let's talk about it. It is an intriguing option, is how I'm going to put it. It's very intriguing. He's a playmaker. He's a well-known playmaker, no less. And I think he could be the closer the Bulls need. However, there is a but here. That man is making $30 million. That's a huge cap hit. Could the Bulls pull it off? Maybe they've got the draft capital. That's the thing. When you're talking about any name in trade rumors, the Bulls have the draft capital. They have all their first-round picks through, like, 2026 and all but one second-round pick through that time as well. So they feasibly could make a run at anybody who's rumored to be available for trades. Could they make a run at Kyle Lowry? Would they want to? Well, for starters, that $30 million hit is huge. So they're going to need some help paying off that salary. And it won't be just draft picks they have to give up. I think Toronto is going to want somebody, whether it be Lowry Markkinen. I don't know if he'd even be an attractive trade piece now that he's hurt. I don't know who they give up to get Kyle Lowry. But if he's an option, Arturis Karnaschovas, not that he's not known to do this, needs to make a call and at least see, which is exactly what I said when Billy Donovan became available, I said our tourists needed to at least call and see if he'd be interested. Come to find out that our tourists called him immediately 
and flew down to Billy Donovan's home to talk to him. So Arturis is aggressive, and I like that, which is why a name like Kyle Lowry could be an interesting piece going forward to all these trade rumors, because the trade deadline's coming up next month. It's weird to say, because usually it'd be over by now, but the trade deadline's coming up next month. There's going to be a lot of rumors swirling around, especially with the Bulls being aggressive and in the position they're in. I think Zach Levine stays, and I was reading KC Johnson's column at NBCSportsChicago.com, which basically called for an extension for Zach Levine and not a trade of Zach Levine. And I think I'm on that train. You heard me talk a couple weeks ago about the Zach dilemma. Do you trade him? Do you keep him? Now I say you keep him and use him as a piece to build around. I think he could be a really good number. Well, I think he could be a solid number two for the Bulls. I still don't think he's a number one guy. But I think he could be a good number two if they could bring in, say, a Kyle Lowry type. Someone like that. A playmaker who wants to get out of his current situation and the Bulls could be an attractive destination. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces the next few weeks. You're going to hear a lot of rumors about a lot of different names. That's normal. It's trade deadline time. Woj and Shams are going to be all over everything on Twitter. They're going to be blowing up your timelines. It's going to be great. But that's a name to watch. As I saw that report yesterday, and I'll even tweet out the link at Bleacher Report, and that article came out Monday that Kyle Lowry and the Raptors could be headed for a divorce. Definitely something to keep an eye on in the Eastern Conference. All right, let's move to the other questions surrounding the Bulls. I'm calling it the Lowry Dilemma. Lowry, again, out two to four weeks with a shoulder sprain. That's another rotational piece out after Otto Porter went down with a back injury and Wendell Carter's coming back from a quad bruise. The starting lineup has looked different. Denzel Valentine is getting good minutes and increasing his trade value at the same time. I think Denzel... Could be a really good trade piece this year. He's putting up some decent numbers. Still on the eye test. I'm a little iffy on him. You've heard me say it before. He still makes some questionable shots, but the numbers are there if somebody wants to take a chance on him. And Daniel Gafford has been in the starting lineup for Wendell Carter. That hasn't worked out great because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Daniel Gafford. I I really do. I think he was good at Arkansas. He's okay in the NBA, but he is such a defensive liability. And I know Lowry Markkinen is too. When Lowry was in the lineup, when Wendell went down, Lowry's also a defensive liability, but not as bad as Gafford. I mean, that guy gets into foul trouble so fast. And I know he's trying. They showed him during the Wizards game after his fifth foul. He had a bad game, and you saw him on the sidelines just beating himself up. He was he wants to play better. He's even said he knows he's not playing well. I'm cleaning up the language. He wants to play well. He's trying. I love it. It's just not there yet. And until then, I think he needs to stay on the bench, just come off the bench into games. Him in the starting lineup is not ideal at all. But, again, you play the hand you're dealt. You're without Wendell Carter. You need a big guy in that lineup. Could you throw Thaddeus Young in the starting lineup and maybe go a little smaller? It depends on the matchups. Like when the Bulls play the Pelicans, they got Steven Adams coming to town. Do you, want, do you want Thaddeus Young matching up with Steven Adams? You want someone taller matching up with Steven Adams. You're not going to be able to control Zion. I don't care who's guarding him. Daniel Gafford is a work in progress, and you're seeing that, and I hope he, I hope he improves. Really, I do. But it's just not there yet. 
So once Wendell comes back, this, the team's going to look a lot better. But again, here's the question again. Do the Bulls need to make a move? That's the operative word here. Do they need to? That's a complicated question. I think they will make a move. I think they should make a move to improve. Is it a need? Are they? And when I say need, I mean, will they go for anybody who would fill a need? I don't know if Arturis Karnaschovas is that kind of guy who will just, they need to make a move, so they're going to make a move. Once Wendell comes back, it's going to make the starting lineup a little more stable. The defense is going to improve, and I, I do think Wendell's taken a step forward this year. I don't know about Otto Porter because it's a double-edged sword with Otto Porter Jr. because I think he's a good piece to the team when he's healthy, but the fact that he gets hurt, it seems like every year we're talking about Otto Porter suffering some sort of injury, and this year it happens to be his back. I worry about Otto staying healthy. And then once Lowry comes back with the year he's having, hopefully he can rebound from that shoulder injury well. With a shoulder, with a back, with a knee, anything like that kind of makes me hesitate a little bit just because those are sometimes tough injuries to come back from. And Lowry, like Otto, hasn't stayed healthy very well during his time with the Bulls, and this year was just another injury on top of it. Granted, if you watch the play, you can see that was just – Defense, it was incidental contact. It was one of those nothing-you-can-do type of injuries. It was just he went up for a shot and hit his shoulder wrong against a really tough defender. But that's why the question, is it a need to make a move? That would be a little short-sighted to say that. Just because, again, you're going to get at least one of these guys back in Wendell Carter soon. So it's not necessarily a need. But the depth has taken a hit the last couple weeks. I think what it'll come down to is where are the Bulls by mid-March? Because the trade deadline is March 25th. It's later this year, so that's going to be where are the Bulls in mid-March? If they're still this close like they are, if they're still losing all these games by 4 points, 5 points, 3 points, whatever, I think you're going to see our tourists swing for the fences. I think if they can get healthy and start winning, some of these close games, I think you're going to see him make a no-brainer move in a true point guard. And we'll see how everything can shape out, how things can improve, because I, I do I expect more out of Kobe White, frankly. I'm hoping he can get back to his scoring ways, and that's where bringing in a true point will help tremendously because he won't have to worry about facilitating or at least focus on facilitating. He can focus more on scoring. But the Lonzo Ball storyline is going to be huge during the Pelicans game. Again, that's coming up tonight, Wednesday, because this this is dropping on Wednesday. That game tips off at 8 o'clock on NBC Sports Chicago. Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson in town. Should be a good game. The betting line for that one, I'm seeing Pelicans are two-and-a-half point favorites over the Bulls. I think it's going to be a good game. And maybe it's an audition for Alonzo Ball. We'll see. 8 o'clock tonight, tip-off. Upcoming schedule for the rest of the week. Friday, February 12th, uh, the L.A. Clippers come to town at 7 p.m. Monday, the Bulls head to Indiana, take on the Pacers at 6 p.m. And then Wednesday, 
When the next episode drops, they'll be getting ready for a game in Charlotte against the Hornets at 6 p.m. That is all I have for this week's episode. I want to thank all of you for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to interact with me on Twitter at Nick Schultz underscore seven. I usually tweet a lot about the Bulls and college basketball, and it's going to be a fun go the rest of the year. With the trade deadline coming up, we're going to see what kind of moves Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley have in store. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and I'll talk to you again next week. Have a great week, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.